walked out of the pit of sin and set our feet on a rock to live with him forever.
turn to those around you. You have 30 seconds to say hello and make everyone around you feel welcome. Say hello to new people.
could ever stop us. And if our God is with us, then what could stand again? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand again? Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are Thank you for being our God, our mighty God. You may be seated. As we continue singing together, church, we have a choice to make. We've talked about quite often in this church of worshiping in the face of difficulty, praising the Lord in the middle of our circumstances, whether they're great or not so great, but there is power in that, and that's what this next song is about making a choice to worship because he is worthy, because he keeps his word, even when we don't understand that. Let's sing that. Let's sing together. Sing the song about a declaration. Yes, I will. I will. We can count on him because he is faithful. We sing to you, Jesus. This count on one thing, the same God that never fails, will not fail me now, he won't fail me now, in no waiting, the same God who's never late, is working all things out, he's working all things out, oh yes I will. You high in the lowest valley. Yes, I 
to who you are. We're speaking your word to us. And as we make the choice to worship you, Father, we ask that your presence would come and fill this place. We know that you're here. Thank you for being here, Jesus. We surrender to you. Take over. Do what you want in our lives. We commit this time to you. It's for you. It's because of you. It's about you. And we choose to continue to focus on you through the reading of your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
doesn't mean to resist, but it offers to remind us, looking back, to turn inward. But what if we were able to have more of a current understanding of Jacob? What if we were able to see things here now more clearly? And what I'd like to do (laughs) for however long, thinking at least up through Easter, we'll just see what the Lord does with this time. But I, I, I want to do a, a, a 2020 vision kind of uh, getting God's perspective. And I, 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 I use the word vision very carefully because we, we can't, we've got a RAC3 vision and vision 5, so I'm not trying to kind of get get confusing with that, so talking very plainly about perspective, and I use the word vision carefully. Getting God's perspective, getting his understanding in the here and the now. And so we're going to kind of, uh, over the next number of weeks, explore that and try to make that happen, and it seems logical to me today to kind of start with, how does God see us? How does God see me? Or if you're asking that question, how is God, how does God see me? And so, <clears throat> I'd like a little Easter book to get into it this morning so I can write my uh, operations and get that in my performance. So, I would like to do it. I, I'm sure that a number of people here have already got some thoughts, maybe even some pictures coming to mind that describe how God sees us. So anybody on the fly here that's willing to offer up an answer, how how does God see you? sees us as well. He doesn't see us as separate. Yep. Yes, please. I have thoughts always always present. Anybody else? Maybe there's a scripture that you cling to or you that that helps you with your development. Scripture, he knows the way that I take when I'm under any pressure, and I know that he does. I sense it within the chorus. I feel that spirit. Good morning, I feel my soul rise. Good morning, I feel my soul rise. And holy spirit is whispered to me. All the things that I've done wrong to you, 
every day I wake up and realize that he loves me anyway. And because I accepted Christ, I have all my struggles are filtered and allowed and someone's forgiven perfect land requires perfect faith of obedience. Here is the heart of Ecclesiastes 3.11 He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning to end. children. God's our Father. so significant to Holy Spirit, he can, he can change it. Um, it. The circumstances of life, when they press in, um, when things get difficult, those words that we just heard, those truths of reality, can sometimes start to become pretty dim. Maybe it's because we take our eyes off of these profound overriding truths and we, and we put our eyes on the circumstances and when we do that it's it's sort of like our perspective shifts our and 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 we might even allow our identity to shift in whatever direction and it's really i don't know if i can simplify it with much but it tends to be the difference between a victorious life and a non-victorious perspective shifts away from what it should be. We didn't even hear much of what Scripture has to say about how God views us, but what we've heard this morning already is, is 
time as as that as that our, the words are filtering in and washing over us, then and I'm hoping that already maybe some of us in here our, our perspectives have already begun to shift. Um, I know mine has been we've been dealing with sickness in our house. I, I know it's been going around everywhere. I think we're the last ones for this party. Um, but um, when Sarah and I show up this morning, we're, we're weak. Um, didn't really get much sleep. Pretty much talked all night long. I was wondering if I would even have a voice today, you know, that kind of thing. But God is our strength and our weakness. That's just a fundamental truth that I believe. And, and I feel that holding me up right now. I'm vertical when I probably shouldn't be. So that, that, that's just who our God is, and, 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 but when sickness overrides, or when trauma, or drama, or whatever it is that's going on in life seems to override that, man, suddenly we just begin to put our eyes, tenderly let our eyes be consumed by that thought. Who attention fell on Romans chapter 8, a particular word in the midst of this passage. We're going to pick up the reading at verse 18. Let's just ask the Holy Spirit to speak through his word and to open up our hearts and our minds, whatever it is that he has to say to us today. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. And he's referring to the fall of man and the fall of all creation. And all creation has suffered because of our sin. He goes on to say, We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our, our adoption to sonship. And then we're starting to see some words pop out, right? Some identifying words. Children, sonship, creation, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope, we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us in wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Now see this. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. 
for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. The word that popping out to me might surprise you, but it's the word called. Greek word is kaleo, K-A-L-E-O, and it's got a couple of important definitions to it. The first one is um, uh, speaking out and and um, and inviting in, like if I called out to someone and asked them to come over here and, and talk to me. That that's that's one of the biblical definitions. And Jesus called his disciples to follow him those that that word kaleo shows up in those passages as well with that meaning but there's another definition to kaleo that it might be more important and it's not so much the beckoning version but it's the identification version of the word um, we just went through the Christmas story Mary was told by the angel Gabriel, you are to call him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Kaleo shows up in Christmas carols. You are to identify him by the name Jesus, Yeshua. Because, by the way, the definition of Yeshua is God saves. You are to identify him with the name Yeshua, because he will save his people from their sins. That kaleo shows up, <clears throat> and Mary's instruction is simple. Identify him with this word. Put the name badge on him spelled this way. That identification marker sets the stage for and puts his feet on a particular path known as the Messiah. His identification will be Yeshua because by definition that is what he is going to do, who he is going to be, the role that he will find. For we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose, who have been identified by, according to his purpose, who carry the name badge according to his purpose. That is our identifier. We call ourselves Christians, Christians. We are identified by his title. We are identified by who he is. Who he is and what he did, how he walked, how he talked, his purpose. We are identified. We are, we should be shrouded in that. Regardless of what life circumstances deal us 
regardless of how good or how hard the day might be or um, how awful the people might be around us, we aren't identified by what we are watching or what we are experiencing. We are identified by our maker, our redeemer. We are identified by the one that has called us and we are called by. I think that's going to be important. Because both characteristics of the word kaleo are functioning in us and through us. We're Christians because, because we heard, we sensed, we felt God's call, His draw. We felt the Spirit of God saying, I love you, I died for you, I want to save you, I want to redeem you. Will you accept me? Will you accept this gift that we've made you? <coughs> that form of the word kaleo shows up and draws us in. form of the word becomes our identity. The marquee above our head, the main badge on our head. I don't even want you to love me. I don't want you to be bound by me. works pretty good, but they beat us down. And I mean that. When we have the confidence of kaleo, when we are functioning in kaleo, then whatever the difficulty that we might be experiencing, we have this confidence. It's a confidence that the world doesn't understand. The world scratches its head like, how can a believer and how can how can a human being going from that have peace confidence I can't change anything nothing is going to matter all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose for those that for me he also predestined to be conformed the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters, and those who predestined to be called, those who called to be justified, those who justified to those who glorified. What an amazing reality for us. If when he kaleos us and, in, and invites us in, he doesn't if he doesn't just do so by the skin of our teeth, there's a transformation that happens that ends up in some kind of phenomenal glorification that that we still haven't experienced the fullness of yet. That happens when we enter into glory. It's, it's something that we are hoping for. But as 1 Corinthians 13 tells us, that we can can clearly taste a little bit of it. We can, we don't see fully at this point, but we see in part. We experience part of it. He works for another. 
thing that, that we're hoping for, that we're, that we're heading towards. Confidence that we have fundamentally that, all, that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And we do and accept that. We have believed on Jesus different our experience in 2020 might be than it was in 2019. Even if the worldly circumstances don't change that much, the confidence that we have song we're going to sing talks about crowning him with every crown. So talk, we took some time at worship team practice this week to talk about what some of those might be. Um, the Bible talks about in Revelation um, all glory and honor and majesty and wealth and wisdom and power and might and how that is all true. Um, we talked about some, some things, accomplishments, talents, um, gifts, 
this Bible says you're going to surpass all of our fear, all of our so-called fears. He is crowned with every promise. He is worthy. He is the beginning and the end, the author and the perfecter and the finisher of our faith. He's the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords. I invite you to join with me in singing to him. new to you, I invite you to listen, join in as you feel comfortable. I have watched how you drove back the sea, it swallowed up my every fear. I have watched from the shore to the deep, through it all, you were there. Mighty redeemer, strong to deliver, you are the great I am. We crown you with every crown for the Oh. 
chapter 10, we went together. They speak lies and they can't be in church. We went together and they speak lies and they can't be in church. Let's share blessings. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and 